And hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 81 of the weekly Yes And podcast. I'm your host, Travis Thomas, and the creator of Live Yes And. You can check me out at liveyesand.com and at liveyesand on social media. So episode 81, really excited. So what happened was uh, I went to bed last night at a normal time, and I am a sleeper. When I go to bed, I sleep. I don't have a hard time falling asleep. I don't have a hard time if I wake up of going back to sleep. Uh, sleep comes easy to me, and I know that's rare for a lot of people, so I'm grateful for that. But last night, I woke up uh, in the middle of the night, had to use the restroom, kind of TMI, uh, about 4 o'clock, uh, and then I laid back down, and for 45 minutes, my head was just thinking. And it wasn't It wasn't anxiety. <clears throat> it wasn't... Uh, uh, I was tired and couldn't fall asleep, fall back asleep. I was actually uh, awake and alert, and <clears throat> the creative juices were flowing. So I sat there for like 45 minutes, and then it hit me. I'm like, why try to go back to sleep if you feel energized, you got ideas in your head? So get up, go out there, and write. And so one of the ideas that was bouncing around in my head is what today's podcast is all about, and that is love leadership. And so that is what we are going to talk about today. But before I do that, some house cleaning. For those of you who are new to the weekly yap, if you uh, enjoy what you're listening to, go to iTunes and write a review or or give me a rating. That's always helpful with, uh, with getting exposure. And uh, again, you guys can always uh, subscribe to me as well on any of my social media sites, and I always give updates as far as what's going on. Uh, it has been a quieter June and July. I want to give a shout out, though, to the dogs down in Georgia. Had a great time working with the team down there um, from a media training presence, talking about purpose and brand. And uh, so that was a lot, of, a lot of fun and excited about their season. And now August and September is, uh, is going to be uh, uh, quick. It's happening. A lot's going on. I'll be speaking down in Genesee County next week to, first, to a food service uh, group. Uh, I'm going to be at the uh, uh, women's team for Michigan State uh, women's soccer team. Uh, be speaking to them next week. Then off to St. Louis to speak at Principia College and the Principia High School. Back to Michigan to speak at the Gear Up to Lead Summit. And then the Lakeville Schools. And then off to Vegas for um, a corporate training with my old uh, theater in Boston Improv Asylum. So grateful to get pulled in for some training needs with them. And then back finally to Jupiter. So uh, it's a busy couple of weeks coming up and then fall is filling up fast. And so really grateful for, for all the good that is going on. But today I wanted to talk about love leadership. And so <clears throat> I'm reading a great book right now called The Captain Class by Sam Walker, which talks about what are those hidden forces that creates the world's greatest teams. And he kind of narrows it down to 12 or 16 of the core top teams of all time. And he has some criteria of how he gets there. But what he analyzes are what are the characteristics or the qualities of the captains of these teams that really seems to be the common thread amongst all these teams is that they had uh, somewhat of a continuation as far as captains in place. And so he's trying to analyze what were the qualities, the traits, the skill set in place for these captains. And as I'm reading that, I'm reflecting back on the Google research that came out a few uh, about a year ago about Project Aristotle and Project Oxygen, about what makes great managers and what makes great teams. And uh, in addition to what I'm all about with Live Yes And, what is the mindset 
that creates dynamic cultures, the mindset with purpose, authenticity, and collaboration. So as I was laying in bed at four o'clock in the morning, this is what came to me, and it is entitled Love Leadership. I am obsessed with successful cultures. I want to know what makes them tick. Why do they thrive? What is their motivation? Is there a special sauce? What makes Google so good? Why does Zappos zip? How in the world do the New Zealand All Blacks continue to be so badass? There's a whole lot of yes and mindset and ethos going on in these organizations that needs to be tapped. So I knew that when I saw the cover for Sam Walker's new book, I had to have it. It was one of those, I can't wait for Amazon, I need to get it today purchases. Plus, I got to support a local bookstore. Sam's book, The Captain Class, The Hidden Force That Creates the World's Greatest Teams, digs into the nitty-gritty of how elite teams maintained a level of excellence over a prolonged period of time. Spoiler alert, the answer is in the title. It's The Captain's. What's interesting about the book is that it only reinforces all of the other research that keeps coming to the surface about teams, culture, management, and leadership. It comes on the heels of Google's groundbreaking research into the qualities and values of what makes great managers and teams. These were known as Project Aristotle and Project Oxygen. In the captain class, Walker identifies the common traits the captains of these elite teams had in common. Traits that have often been overlooked due to the credit usually given to the superstars, coaches, culture, or economic factors, which all had an influence, but upon closer look, cannot explain the extended success of these teams. Only one can, the captain. And when it comes to the traits of these captains, it is easy to miss because their influence doesn't match the charismatic, inspiring, extroverted persona we think about when we envision leadership. The same can be said for Google's Project Aristotle when it came to identifying the characteristics of high-performing teams. Looking at the superficial qualities on the surface didn't offer the correct answers. You have to look deeper. What I have gathered from Walker's book and the Google projects is that great teams and cultures are built on values and principles that are difficult to see with the human eye. It is not the work of one person or a set of rules, but rather the outgrowth of the collective investment of the group as a whole. And what is that outgrowth? I call it love. Google coined the term psychological safety, which is just a fancy way of defining an environment or relationship rich with trust, respect, and value. When you have this type of culture, it unleashes the potential of the team because each member feels safe enough to be fully engaged and motivated. They know that the other members have their back. Here's what I mean. Love. The L is for listening. The Google Projects, as well as the Captain's Class, reveals that high-performing leaders and teams place a priority on dialogue and listening. Members feel safe and valued in sharing their ideas, while the leaders of these groups are known for listening more than they are their grandiose speeches. The trust of the team is reinforced by the leader who shows genuine care in everyone's ideas, whether he or she agrees with them or not. This, in turn, leads to greater accountability, engagement, and performance, since the team members feel they are active creators of the process. They feel heard. The O is for open. 
One of the pillars of Live Yes and culture is authenticity. It means that people feel safe enough to bring their full and unique perspective to the table. Teams cannot effectively collaborate when there is a fear of ridicule or not being accepted. Great cultures are built on authentic participants. In order for this to be possible, leaders need to be open, and not just as a lip service, but genuinely welcoming the mess and disagreements that come with inviting diverse opinions to the table. It is easier for leaders to close off conversations with a my way or highway approach, yet great leaders know that great teams need the freedom of authenticity to spark genius and progress. Walker shares how Bill Russell was a master at getting his Celtics teammates to offer their ideas while encouraging discussion. And even when he became a player coach, he never let his title get in the way of healthy discourse. It is going to be really difficult to innovate if a leader comes to the table with a closed mindset. And the more closed off the leader, the more tuned out the team. The V is for vulnerability. For vulnerability, see all of Brene Brown's work. She has spent her career in a list of best-selling books proving the power of vulnerability when it comes to relationships and leadership. P.J. Fleck, the current University of Minnesota football coach, formerly at Western Michigan, talks openly about love when it comes to his football team. His football culture is built on what they call family, which stands for, forget about me, I love you. Brilliant. He says that they talk about love, which translates into selflessly giving your effort and commitment for your teammates. Matt Matheson of Improvising Change and a friend of mine years ago created the Church of Fail within the company he was working for to invite team members a space to safely share how they failed at work, why they screwed up, what they learned, and how they were going to do better next time. This became a staple of the company culture due to how powerfully it reinforced employee trust and safety. When leaders allow themselves to be vulnerable, they give permission to everyone else on the team to let their guard down as well. Less guards equal more authenticity. The E is for empathy. Over and over again, when it comes to the one quality great leaders possess, it's empathy. In a lot of ways, empathy is the culmination of demonstrating listening, openness, and vulnerability. Simply, it is the desire to understand. When we think of leadership, we often think of motivating orators who convince others to believe in them and their ideas. Yet research shows that great leaders are those who show genuine interest and care in wanting to understand the members of their team. It is the ability to stop trying to show everyone how amazing you are, but instead reveal to them their own brilliance. Great leaders, as talented as they may be, understand that their own individual talent can only get them so far and that their real job is to unleash the potential of the collective group. In Captain Class, Walker explains Yogi Berra's leadership this way. As Berra grew into his role as the team's leader, he carried this culture forward, not by being an eloquent speechmaker, but by figuring out how to communicate with each of his teammates in subtle ways. Berra developed a reputation as a pitcher-whisperer, he talked to his charges for hours to learn how they liked to approach hitters, but he also studied their temperaments and learned to adjust to their moods. 
If a pitcher insisted on shaking off calls, Barra wouldn't hold a grudge. If they needed help, he would dive right in. Imagine your work environment or sports team where the leader focused the majority of his or her time figuring out how to better connect with each member of the team. What might be possible? Trust and safety are the direct result of leaders who exhibit empathy. And where there is safety, performance escalates. In describing these elite teams, Walker writes, Teams had open, talkative cultures in which grievances were aired, strategies discussed, and criticisms leveled without delay. These groups encouraged everyone to speak up. I am convinced the great teams are built on love, listening, openness, vulnerability, and empathy. These qualities have been labeled soft skills or airy-fairy and are often dismissed as too touchy-feely. In fact, the real reason creating cultures of love is so uncommon is because it involves more honesty, patience, and courage than the alternative. Somehow we have been duped into believing that love is weakness, that love takes too much time, or that love isn't for everyone. No, it's the opposite. Love is power. And a group of wise men once sang, All you need is love. And of course, if you're interested in infusing more love into your company or team, please be in contact with me. I would love to help. And as an added bonus, I wanted to read to you all uh, an excerpt from the, Captain, from the Captain's Class book. Uh, this is The Seven Traits of Elite Captains. Number one, extreme doggedness and focus in competition. Two, aggressive play that tests the limits of the rules. Three, a willingness to do thankless jobs in the shadows. Four, a low-key, practical, and democratic communication style. Five, motivates others with passionate, nonverbal displays. Six, strong convictions and the courage to stand apart. Seven, ironclad emotional control. And from Google, Project Aristotle, here are the five qualities of a good team. And when they say good, they mean extremely high-performing team. One, they believe that their work is important. Two, they feel their work is personally meaningful. Three, they have clear goals and defined roles. Four, they need to know they can depend on one another. Five, most importantly, psychological safety. And from Project Oxygen, the qualities of a good manager. One, is a good coach. Two, empowers and does not micromanage. Three, expresses interest and concern in subordinate success and well-being. Four, is results-oriented. Five, listens and shares information. Six, helps with career development. Seven, has a clear vision and strategy. And eight, has key technical skills. There you have it. I hope you enjoyed Love Leadership. Feel free to share it with as many people as you want and be in touch if you want to know how to create love leadership in your teams, companies, and organizations. And again, if you enjoy what you are listening to on the weekly Yes Am podcast, share it. Share it on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, uh, or good old-fashioned, hey, buddy, have you heard this podcast? You might want to listen to it. There you have it, guys. Episode 
AV, AV1. See, no edits here. Episode 81, Love Leadership. I'm Travis Thomas. Have a wonderful, wonderful yes and day. Yes.